The following program may contain views, ideas, and opinions that have been produced by the hosts and their guests and are not reflective of Quixie 98.3 or Skytower Communications. For questions, comments, and concerns, email us at news at wqxe.com. Good morning and welcome to Community Forum. I'm Zach Epperson. The pandemic has taken a toll on everyone in some way, shape, or form. COVID-19 has also taken a mental toll, especially among K-12 students who have had their education upended through transition to online learning, among other changes this school year. So we're joined this morning uh, by Sarah Murphy, a mental health counselor with Hardin County Schools. Uh, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing well. And thank you again so much for uh, joining us uh, to talk about this topic. We have you on um, to talk about student mental health. And, you know, recently it was announced that schools across the Commonwealth are going to be out of in-person instruction until, uh, in most cases, until at least the beginning of next year. And so we thought it was a good time uh, to bring you on to talk about the importance of uh, mental health with our uh, K-12 through students and beyond, really. And we'll kind of start off with there, a really easy general question, but talk about the importance of mental health for K-12 through students. You know, the situation the students uh, learn and now the environment, home environment, school environment, uh, has changed dramatically. So talk about the importance of that. I, I, I see it as uh, essential to this whole process because we're constantly adjusting to changes all around us uh, during this year, during um, the impact of COVID-19. And when our mental health weakens and it's not as stable as we would like it to be, then um, everything else falters. There's difficulty focusing, there's difficulty um, believing that we can handle any of the stressors that come our way, and then there are emotional effects on um, our own person and those around us. So in, uh, especially in regards uh, to those K through 12 students, um, in your experience, where have you seen, uh, I, I guess I should, the most need uh, for um, you know, counseling with mental health? Is it the younger kids, the, the, the older students? Uh, what have you seen? It's pretty much equal across the age groups. I'm seeing this year especially more focus on anxiety and depression and just overall stress management. And yes, it really does occur in all of the age groups. So um, elementary, middle, and high school. So in recent years, we've seen an increased awareness on student mental health. What do you believe in your opinion has been the driving force behind that increased awareness? I believe that there is um, a, a strong concern for well-being and wanting to make sure that um, we are all in a place where we are the healthiest we can be. So not only has there been a, an emphasis on mental health, but here in Hardin County Schools, I've seen um, an emphasis on physical health. They have nurses in every school, for example. And that, that is attributed to me to a holistic view of the individual. And so um, with that increased awareness, what kind of resources have been brought on for assistance? I know you yourself uh, recently hired on to Hardin County Schools uh, in that capacity, but are there any other type of resources also that have been, uh, been, been used? Yes, actually. Um, so yes, you're right. I am one of those resources. 
and I'm extremely happy to be here with Hardin County Schools. There have also been, um, you know, physical literal resources that we've purchased in the district. We've taken some grant money and um, created a library of, of tools and resources for counselors and our family resource centers to use. Uh, in addition to that, we are a part of the stop tip line now that can be found on our Hardin County Schools webpage, our homepage, and that is where anyone can uh, anonymously uh, inform the school district of a concern that they have, and it could be about somebody's mental health or a, a safety concern. It's a great resource to have. Now, I want to switch uh, pivot a little bit now uh, to COVID-19. Now, COVID-19, it's presented challenges for you know all kinds of people, especially K-12 through students. I saw a survey recently that said 70% of kids are more anxious or more overwhelmed than they have been in the past. Have you seen similar trends in regards to COVID-19, that is, K-12 through students with the more anxiety, more stress, and, and more because of the pandemic? Most definitely, yes. And I attribute it to the inconsistency that they're experiencing. You know, they don't know when there will be a change in restrictions, a change in guidelines. Um, we are all aware that our situation is very temporary, and we hope that one day we will get back to some sort of semblance of, you know, 2019. But as of right now, things are inconsistent, and that causes an increase in anxiety among all of us. You said something really interesting there that, you know, it's the inconsistency that's got a lot of, uh, uh, of students uh, that certain way. How important is it? You know, we, we look back and we take for granted sometimes the more simplistic things, you know, those routines. How important is it to have those kind of normal, uh, predictable routines? I believe it's vital. Yes, we want to teach our, our students, our young people to be resilient and we want them to be able to overcome adversities. Uh, however, we also want to help them with the framework of routine and consistency. And we do that by having a daily schedule um, in the schools. In the schools. Uh, when we go on NTI, however, we go back and forth between different schedules. And then once we're on NTI uh, solidly, like we are right now, there are all these little changes that come about. Um, a, a school may decide we want to have more meetings or less meetings or assignments get moved around because of NTI. And uh, I've realized that the more consistency we can put in place and the more we can stick to that, that schedule that we put in place, then the better off I believe students will be. Now, as I said earlier, uh, you were brought into Hardin County Schools to help assist uh, with COVID-19 mental health. Now, how has COVID-19, uh, from your experiences so far, how has it impacted students' uh, mental health? What kind of hardships have they faced with this? We kind of briefly touched on that, you know, the routine and the uncertainty, but what else is there? Well, there's um, a lot of grief, you know, and we don't, I don't know that we all talk about it in that, in those terms, but that's what it is to me. Last year, back in spring, we saw our seniors going through a, a very similar process to grief where they were having to come to grips with losing their typical senior year and the, the formal um, um, things that they would go through, like with graduation, you know, they had to, they had to come to grips with losing all of those, um, those things, those, uh, the pomp and circumstance and such. 
However, we're still seeing that now with other young people who have lost uh, perhaps the extracurricular activities, they've lost sports and band that they normally would have been involved in um, or clubs, all these things that, that they're accustomed to, they've lost. Um, they've also lost their connections in person with their peers and their teachers that normally would, would sustain them and strengthen them. That's something that you just said uh, caught my attention, but you know, seeing their peers and being there with them, and not only their peers, but their teachers as well. At, from a mental health perspective, how important is it for students to, um, to have those interactions, those face-to-face -face interactions? Is, is it very important for kids, and I, I'd say developing, you know, even though we're just talking about seniors, but you know, even as young kids as well, developing and, and, and going through the school system, is, is that very important? Well, I mean, it depends on the student. I mean, I know there are those uh, students who it's not as important for them, and perhaps that's because they have stronger connections outside of school. But for the majority, I feel like, again, it's vital for them to have that connection. And we study that and encourage that. We want to make sure that students have someone in the school um, peer, but also an, a staff or a teacher that they can connect to and reach out to if, if they need something. Um, you know, what, you talked earlier uh, about grief, and, and that's very interesting because I haven't heard uh, it mentioned that way before, and you, and you had mentioned uh, that as well. Um, so I, I hesitate to use the, the phrase coping mechanism, but what are some types of strategies or exercises that students can do to help improve their, their mental health? Well, I think that it's not just the students, but it's the families that can help with this. Uh, we can all in encourage um, a focus on the protective factors. Part of that is setting the routines, and that comes with the school doing that, but also the family doing that. Setting up a routine of bedtimes, mealtime, doing a, a specific mealtime, and possibly even a meal routine, a meal schedule. Um, that I think that's one, those are just some small ways that we can encourage those protective factors of having, um, placing priorities, of, of making priorities and sticking to a schedule. Uh, I think there's also a need to encourage adversity with our young people. And we do that by, by one, modeling it, you know, believing that we, we will get through this. And then two, helping them see that they can get through this as well. Uh, final question I have for you, our, our parting thought. Uh, what's the one piece of advice you can give students, and even maybe adults, you mentioned the families as well, uh, about how they can uh, take care of their mental health in this COVID-19 world? I think the best thing that we can all do is to give ourselves a break. In other words, remind ourselves that we are all doing the best we can with what we have at this moment. And that comes from William Glasser and Choice Theory. That was way before COVID-19 hit us, uh, that he told us that we are all doing the best we can. And now I believe that even more, that we are in this situation where it's not what we want it to be, but we can continue to accept each other, understand each other, and do the best we can with what we have. 
Absolutely. Uh, so Sarah Murphy, uh, mental health counselor with Hardin County Schools, joining me today. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Zach, for having me. I really appreciate it. For a recap of today's forum or to listen to past forums, you can go to our website, wqxe.com, and click on the Media tab. For Quixie 98.3, I'm Zach Epperson.